Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name's Joe Kuzma, and joining me for a little bit of a late post-game and heading into the next agonizing, long, somewhat mini-buy of a week <laughs> to take a look at Thursday night's Steelers-Patriots debacle, a one and only Mr. Brian e. Roach. Brian, this is usually where I'd ask, how are you doing? But I could take about three guesses and probably would be right on all of them. Um, I, I am um, not fully recovered from... The, the trauma let's just put it that way you know it's it's funny i i just wonder how much these games get people down get people sick um i'm wondering if they got money riding on you know what i mean that too you, you put some bets down i actually laid a bet on and zach talked me into it um you would think this is funny coming from me but mitch trubisky first td it was also paying plus 1700. So it was, I didn't put much down on it, like 20 bucks or whatever house money that I've been riding with. But unfortunately I probably should have had that money better place somewhere else in the second coming of Joe Montana combined with Steve young. It would have been bill Walsh's perfect quarterback, Bailey Zappi, apparently who had three touchdown passes in this game. We're going to go through this kind of blow by blow, just because I think going blow by blow will cover Everything, to be completely honest. I, I, the there's part. part of me that just thinks you're being oh. a masochist. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to skip over some parts. So just to, just to jump in, I have the first half summary here. And the Steelers were down 21 to 10. First half, going into the locker room. The New yep. England Patriots had 11 first downs. 10 of those. By passing the football. Ten of those by passing the football. The Steelers had eight first downs somehow. Three by rushing, three by passing, and two by penalties. Uh, they weren't Steelers weren't actually called for a whole lot of penalties, believe it or not. I cringe any time that Chooks comes in. 70, 76 is doing this. I'm eligible and doesn't line up properly. Or the team has to call a burn a timeout. And it's going to be a lot of what the topic is today is Mike Tomlin on the hot seat after historic back-to-back -back losses. Of course, I should put home losses too. Not only losing to two win teams this late in the season, and this really reinforces a narrative that I once called a myth about playing down to inferior opponents. This was definitely there. I will say at least the Cardinals had Kyler Murray and James Conner, who they didn't have most of the season. I can't explain what you do with a New England Patriots team that, what, scored like six points or something over three games on offense, averaging 12 a game, and ends up with 21 points in the first half. I know how they got there, but this was a total team collapse, and we're trying to figure out, just is there anything left to salvage? Like, there's still four games left, but the Steelers went from pretty much being in the driver's seat for at least a wild card, if not competing for the division with the Ravens looming at the end of the season to and the Ravens with a tough schedule yep. to they're, they're out of it right now until Sunday's games are played. 
I mean, let's just be realistic, right? It's they're out of it in the sense of they're they're not going to be favored to win any game the rest of the year, right? They're not going to be favored to win the Bengals game uh, at home at this point. Um, you know, the Bengals the Bengals came to life and beat the Jaguars, right? So I I don't know I don't know I don't know what to expect. If you ask me, that's probably the only game that they have a shot at. I, I don't I don't see how they're going to go to Indianapolis and win that game. They're certainly not going to beat Seattle in Seattle. I don't think they're going to beat the Ravens in Baltimore with the with the way they've been playing. And I'm not confident they'll beat the Bengals in at home. Um, you know, they this is the last two days have shattered any idea of what's going on. And, and it really just is a function of exposing the weaknesses that exist in the team, which we already knew. Okay, you lose Kenny Pickett, you know you've got nothing but you know a hot mess backing him up. Mitch is not good. Okay, and you know so that's a problem and a weakness that's clearly exposed. I don't know what people are screaming about, thinking they were going to be able to easily run the ball against the number one rushing defense in the league. You know that wasn't going to happen. You know. You you needed complementary, you know, football. You needed the pass to get the run available to you. Um, you just weren't going to run the ball down the, the, their throat. And what did we say in pregame? We what did we say? If they don't find a way to cover up the weakness of the tight end being able to take advantage of the off the street ex grocery bagging retired linebackers that they currently have, they're going to get torched. And what happened in the first half? They got torched. And who did most of the torching? The line, the, the tight ends. Yes, sir. That's one of many problems. First series, New England gets the ball. Steelers won the coin toss and deferred, thankfully. Yay. Eight plays, 75 yards. And uh, TJ Watt was injured right off the first play already playing on a short week. A lot of this is going to sound like excuses. It's not excuses for the way this team played. It's just these just put it all together to form the puzzle of, in fact, <laughs> the puzzle, let's just take the pieces and throw them loose into the box because that's what it pretty much looks like. Um, there, it, It's not pretty whatsoever. No. It's not pretty. So they tried to use a platoon of inside linebackers, and they've tried to use... Um, Blake Martinez gets called out of the tunnel. I mean, the energy in the place was still rocking at kickoff, okay? Because you had the color rush uniforms, you had the gold painted end zones, and you're like, Blake Martinez is the first guy out of the tunnel. And you're like, who? <laughs> and it's like, well, at least I know, like, they announced him, so I know who 40 is when he's on the field because... Uh, otherwise I, I might, I may not have known and it kind of goes downhill just from the introductions to be completely honest. You, you had Alex Highsmith also get hurt early on in this game. Uh, pretty much some people were thinking the way he was put in, uh, I guess a full Nelson, uh, wrestling hold as the tackles continue to do whatever they want in the NFL and pretty much, um, NFL's. Well, the crap. I'm going to try not to swear. This is why I was tired yesterday. We could get on the same page for a Friday 
show. Yeah. <laughs> but I probably would have been swearing a lot more. It was a car ride because I stayed over in Pittsburgh. It was a car ride of almost exclusive nonstop pain of Steelers callers in on Sirius XM NFL radio of which some of them, um, they didn't just let these guys just talk, whatever. And we'll get into some of that. Right. But the defense for giving up all of these points. Okay. The Steelers do come out. Mitch should have had an interception on this first drive. There was he a pass have. got bailed out on that one, bailed out on a pass interference. It's one of the few times they find like a little dump off pass. He's looking for George Pickens a couple of times. I guess that was good. Uh, I mean, Najee had a good run to start the game too. And it was like, okay, maybe some of this is going to help a little bit. Then Chooks comes in and they lose two yards with uh, Jalen Warren. Now they got a little kid and then Mitch gets sacked with his happy feet, not releasing the ball, throwing off his back feet, just everything just, just not good. Uh, and I got plenty to say about him too. And thank God you got Chris Boswell could kick a 56 yard field goal at seven to three. Okay. They answered at least it felt good to start in those last two plays. So let me ask you a couple, a couple of things here. Strategy wise. I know he wanted to take some shots. Mitch was talking about being more aggressive. Yada, yada, yada. You had a lot of both backs on the field at times. They tried some misdirection things. I think some people were baffled. There's way at the end of the game. Let's save it for that. That's why I'm going blow by blow, sort of, kind of, because there's plenty bad there as far as actual plays and who's rubber stamping, who thought this was a good idea. But yeah. I thought the plays where they were doing the tosses, where they were trying to stretch the Patriots' defense, keep them wide, keep them out of the box. I thought it was at least solid ideas. They're still within the confines of a Mac Canada playbook. I don't think that like 80, 90%, hold on, I'll pull it up for you. Maybe 90% of the fans that are out there realize it's still a Mac Canada playbook. You're just yep. trying to call what might be best for your quarterback out of that given a day or two of practice on a Thursday night football game with a backup. So did you have any problems necessarily? That's so tough to say because it stunk. <laughs> it it stuck, but the way I, they approached like, it, maybe. Here's the problem. This, you know, this is not the Patriots defense can be exposed, right? Um, but you're not going to do it by trying to run the ball down their throats. They are fast enough to get out wide, right? And you know, it it, it really was a function of they had to find a way to move the ball and I, I just don't know that they were built to do it right now. You needed to be able to try. I mean, they sent DB blitzes so often, and they got pressure with them almost every time. You know, you know, not always. Uh, I think Najee and maybe Jalen both had a nice pickup on a blitz at one point. But, you know, Mitch just – Mitch is – I, I don't even know how to describe the way he plays, right? It, it, I don't know whether he, you know, you're not in his head, right? Neither one of us is in his head. We can't actually say he doesn't see the field well, but it sure does appear like he doesn't see the field well. I think he's terrified, especially after the second real interception, to actually let loose with the ball. He looks like he is playing petrified out of his mind. Right. I am terrified to make another mistake. 
I'm terrified to do anything wrong, so I'm not going to take any chances at all. And then when he does, you know, it's like, ah, again, I don't want to jump too far ahead either, but, you know, when he does, it just looks horrible. You uh, caught me in the middle of a beverage break. Uh, but uh, That's sorry why I just do it on camera. Long pause. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm... I think I try to look professional. I'm not saying that I always am. It's very tough to remain. It's even tough to record. Let's put, let's put it real. You know how hard it is to do this show after watching the two shit shows we just watched back to back. I know most people think that we're always sunshine and rainbows. I know you've got some strong words about coaching Mike Tomlin. I got some strong words about individual players. And I also got some like at least reasoning as to why this sucks you know what i said a couple of weeks ago cole holcomb went down and then who went down Quan alexander went as soon as Quan was then out i was over here so I, I was doing the old turtle head with my butt cheeks because i knew what was coming i've seen it i saw it in 2017 when ryan shazier went down and then i saw oh. it practically every season since and you had a young devin bush that did okay in his first year or two and then when he went down Bye-bye, perfect season. They were still able to get by, and then they didn't have another guy to compliment TJ Watt on the other side when Bud Dupree went down, and bam. And look exactly what has transpired once again. You lost your inside linebackers, who are your defensive play callers. Landon Roberts, he gave it a go. He was You didn't even know he was playing almost all the way up until the inactives. Inactive right. comes out. The guy is playing his ass off. Michael Walker wasn't a liability early was a liability in this game. He slips and falls. But before we get to that, you did have almost a three and out. You had Hunter Henry called for an offensive pass interference. Patriots punt, 57-yard punt. That's going to be significant as I continue to say this. Brian, one of the last points you made last week was one of the first points I'll make in this one. Let me go through. There's a lot of possessions here. The Steelers had a lot of them. How many times did they have the ball? One, two, three. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Bang. Matt's with Joe. <laughs> uh, seven, nine. Let's see. Four punts and a pick. That's 14. 14 times they had the football. On their 31, 21, 15, 25, 20, 25, 9, 17, 26. They had a pick. And then... um the block punt where they got it on the New England 16 and New England's 26. And then you have uh, their own 20, 27, and 13-yard line. That's not going to cut it in the National Football League. I'm I, I beyond, beyond. And it's because, you know, maybe the first punt wasn't so bad. It's three and out. They don't get anything. Mitch looks for, let's see here, Pat Fryermuth. Nothing. Najee for four yards. Mitch tries to go deep to a pass that's nowhere near Allen Robinson. They punt. 48-yard punt. Okay. Then you've got um, Berenger. The Patriots get kind of forced out here. The defense, other than giving up some points, honestly, they held Ezekiel Elliott to 10 carries for 22 yards in his first half. 2.2. Keep him from catching the ball. That's yeah, but Bailey Zappi goes 14 to 21 for 196 and three touchdowns all in the first half. That's a big problem. But that manifests itself after the Steelers. Uh, Mitch Trubisky gets picked off to start the second quarter. 
This drive goes, what, five plays, 12 yards. Even though he was throwing the ball down there, I don't know exactly where it was going. It didn't always seem like... So, anyways, New England gets the ball on their 11, and Ezekiel Elliott, three-yard run, and then the pass to Hunter Henry. I believe this is the one where Walker slips, completely misses him. At least last week, you had, or last Sunday, Joey Porter reached out and grabbed someone and what didn't allow the TD. Didn't have this kind of luck this week. Really hard to find any positives at all in this game. It just kept going downhill there. Now it's 14 it's, to 3. So it, it put the graphic back up, but this time it's masked with me. Okay. That, um, it, you know, we don't have the budget to change. Hey, yes, we do. There we go. There we go. Okay. Mass with me. All right. That's so, with me. That's with Brian. Mass with Brian. Um, in general terms, in general terms, right? It, it, you, in order to score points, right? Hold on, that means uh, more than one, right? In order to score points on the on the on a drive, even if you start at the twenty-five, you gotta get somewhere in the range of thirty to forty yards, right? That might let you kick a field goal with Boswell. Uh, to you know, get a touchdown, obviously you got to get 75 yards. So their drives, 31, they managed to get the field goal. There you go, above 30. Four, 12, two, five. Then we get the 75-yard drive. That's Remember, we've been saying this all year. They got one good drive in Mitch Trubisky every game. One good drive, you know. 75, 32, 7, 9, 26, 13, 22, 45 for the end of the game. All of those would indicate you're not getting points, <laughs> except for the 75-yard one. Well, you look at the Patriots, 75 to kick it off, 228-11-6-59. Now it depends on field position, that field position thing I was talking about. 28, 11, 12, 8, 29, and 9. Well, you gotta you gotta you gotta give up on the 11 one because they started on the 11. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But just yeah, that's what like so they start on the eleven and get a touchdown. We start on the twelve and turn the ball over. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's the shame. Steelers go um three and out. Harvin punts 45 yards. That gets down to the New England 28. Still not 50, 60 yard punt. Doesn't get a bounce, anything like that. Steelers defense. Three and out. Dude from New England. It ended up being the touchback. Almost didn't. 66 yards. You're seeing it come in my direction. And I'm like, why don't we have somebody like that? Why? Why? Like, it's just yet yeah, another thing that doesn't help your team with the field position battle. It drives me absolutely bonkers. So let's see. The Steelers get the ball back. You have Chooksakora 4 tagged on second and seven after a Mitch scramble. Chooks is tagged for an illegal formation. You come in then, as tackle eligible. Yeah. Right? You, I mean, look. How many Chooks times now? How many out, times now? Right? It's at least Chooks, three, right? Yeah. That'd be three. Chooks is probably out on the season at this point. He's probably a little bit, you know, bitter, a little bit upset. Whether he portrays that or not, whether he's ever said anything that would indicate it, you know, he lost his job, and now he's coming in as, as, as Zach Banner, right? So, you know, he's coming in tackle eligible. But you know, all you got to do is know you have to cover up. 
That's all I was looking at the remainder of the game. I was looking at it when it happened. And I was like, cover up, cover up, cover up. Saw it yanked out of the referee's pocket. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. And it just, let me continue. Because we're get we're getting places. So let's see. This was a quarter four. We're somewhere in the second quarter. Still about 10 minutes left. Presley, Harvin, the second, the third, whatever the hell he is. From his 20, from the 25 is the original line of scrimmage. Boots it 34 yards to the New England 41. That's damn near the middle of the field. Usually yes. when teams get it in that spot, they Just, get at again, least get a little a math here. Yes. 50 is the middle. Mm -hmm. The 41 is pretty close to the middle of the field. Yeah, it's just <laughs> on the other side because if it was on the Steelers one, then you're in field goal range for yes. people like Chris Boswell. That'll be important later, folks. I don't want to sound too much like the people that are on local radio there because they were poo-pooing this game before it even started. They just, they just, they just fed them. This was like putting more fuel into the machine instead of just letting it run dry. No one was able to just shut them up. Uh, at least maybe Mark Madden can take his hot take of uh, Mitch Trubisky being better than Kenny Pickett and swallow that one, although he'll still find some way to defend that. I'm sorry. You know, I will go there here for a second. Minus that uh, Kenny's not turning the ball over, right? Yeah. And he's protecting the football. And I think that makes a major difference in this game. He probably connects on several of these passes that just sail God knows where. Or I'm watching players run free. I haven't seen some people come out with some all 22 to say, Mitch missed this guy and Mitch missed it. Because you probably could do it on every play. I, I was okay. I thought Mitch did okay coming in cold last game against the Cardinals. I think if Kenny plays those six quarters, the result could be different in both of those games. I say could because the defense still is a head scratcher. They end up giving up a 28-yard pass after this crap punt and then a 24-yard touchdown pass. Once again, Bailey Zappi, not Patrick Mahomes, not Tom Brady, not Peyton Manning, not Fran Tarkin 10, Bailey Zappi. And a team that has not scored. They scored zero points against the Chargers. Do you think the Chargers defense is good? No. They come to Pittsburgh and play a road game and embarrass and pick apart this defense. So this defense is playing with some pieces parts. Okay. I get it. Michael Walker. You got Trenton Thompson, who's a safety, kind of playing mid roaming middle of the field, trying to help. You got Patrick Peterson playing a big slot in a lot of cases. That's what they did in the second half. That's what worked differently, except then they couldn't stop the run. Yeah. And Landon Roberts, you had Alex Highsmith go out. So Nick Herbig's playing a lot now. Um, Ken O'Neill has been out for a while, so it's DeMonte Casey. Now I see why Neal was playing and not Casey. And Casey's supposed to be this third safety. He goes leaping for lizards or whatever and misses misses the pass, misses the big play. Um, I, I like him going for the splash, but like I just that's all I could do is just throw my hands here. A lot of people are gonna talk about I think the biggest thing we try to get to halftime here before he got into this, but Mike Tomlin and the amount of talent that he has, yada, yada, man, this team is always snake bitten with injuries. 
and he tries to get the most of what he can. But at some point, you got to realize, like, how many times did they have Cam Hayward on the field this year? TJ Watt and TJ Watt the year before getting dinged and Mika being out for a month. And they just never seem to have all the pieces at the same time. Well, every team deals with this on this type of level and losing starters. Every team doesn't deal with being on your third rendition of a linebacker group, or maybe at this point, even your fourth rendition of a linebacker group within the same season. That's not, you know, people need to understand, right? The middle of the field, right? The middle linebacking group, we knew it was a weakness last year and we weren't getting, you know, we weren't in the same boat. We didn't have as many injuries. We had some miles. Jack was hurt. Some, you know, what, what not, but they weren't, they just weren't good. Right. And this year we had some stuff taken care of, but when you, when you're middle, it's just like on the offensive side of the ball, right. Is when you're, when your center is, is not strong, Right. You've got a weakness there. And the weakness in the center of that line causes problems. When you have a, a weakness in the middle of your defense, it's going to cause huge problems. And we have a catastrophic weakness in the middle of this defense with the middle linebackers. And you can't can't blame that on Mike Tomlin. You can't blame that on Kenny Pickett. You can't blame that on anybody. It just is that is a circumstance that exists, right? And it's unfortunate. Now. It sucks, and yes, other teams have to deal with injuries, but not usually at that level. You miss a guy here, you miss a guy there, shit happens. Okay, I get it. If that's what we were dealing with, we'd be like, all right, yeah, you know, it's not great, but hey, what it is. But, you know, yeah, it's yes, lose Cam, lose Minka. TJ's probably playing the whole game with a concussion, which I hope they're not going to get in trouble for, but somebody had to let him back in, right? Um, And, you know... And, and the rest of the the rest of the defense is, generally speaking, backups. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm trying to get at. For people that are like, well, how could they not prepare or do this? They signed how many guys to play this position, and that's why it's soft. And you're going deep at some spots, and maybe some guys just weren't as good as you thought they were going to be, and some other guys don't really get a chance to shine. At like, You think Larry Ogunjobi's going to look any good when you got you know Nick Herbig and other people like subbing in and, and Cam still playing maybe at 80%, and, well, and Ben and got TJ gets hurt. You know, and, everybody's yeah. a little beat up at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have a, you have a un, you know, there wasn't a lot of like pressure just isn't, hasn't been existing and people have been noticing it, right? TJ's not getting home. Alex Highsmith's not getting home. The middle of the line's not getting home. There's not as much pressure. It feels like the quarterback has a lot of time, right? Part of that is because they cannot bring extra guys, right? You can't, you know, Alandon Roberts plays a big role in coming in as a blitzing linebacker, but you can't blitz guys from the middle because your middle is already weak right you just there's so many problems with what's going on with the defense yes it is hugely disappointing yes you would like coaching to figure out a way to handle it but there does come a point in time where you just go what the hell and they were never like for anybody that's out there thinking that they were going to be on the Shaquille Leonard you know whatever in that in that lottery to try and get him Philly signs him they were never going to be able to do that anyway, right? Not because they didn't have the money, not because they couldn't have the room. He wanted to go someplace where he was going to win a Super Bowl. 
We weren't there. He's not, who's coming here to play with Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> not to, not to, not. I mean, people come to play for Mike Tomlin, though. But they they, do. for the most part, people are not looking at Pittsburgh as your vacation destination. You're not getting tax breaks that you get playing in Dallas and Houston and uh, in the places in Florida. Okay, there's got to be some incentive, and I know people are going to scoff and they're going to laugh, and uh, it's just it's too much casual fan stuff. You can't prepare for the number of injuries that they had and the amount of short time to try and put together a game plan. I mean, hats off. You have Bill Belichick and then Bill O'Brien, and these guys have been doing it for a long time, and Bill O'Brien, formerly a head coach too, and say which will, uh, versus the makeshift offensive hodgepodge that you got on the Steelers' side and with Mitch Trubisky. I do think that things are a little different if you have Kenny Pickett out there. I know Kenny Pickett's only thrown like two touchdowns in like however many games, and people want to say that, but I think he at least moves the chains and is able to offer something a little bit different than just – Throwing into space. Speaking of throwing into space, the Steelers do answer after this. It was 21 to three. You get down, um, and let's see, they chewed up a pretty good amount of time on the drive, almost five minutes, eight plays, 75 yards, where he finds Deontay Johnson in the back of the end zone. I did not watch any um, replay. I did not have a chance to do any film, Brian. But from where I was, that ball looked like it was not where. It looked like Deontay looked up and adjusted and made a hell of a catch in order for that to connect. And I think that's a little significant later in the game when people were trying to say, well, this is the same play. And I'm like, well, this pass was a little bit better, but it still wasn't exactly on the money. No, it, you know, I, I, I look. Neither one of our quarterbacks that have played this year are, you know, are the definition of accurate. Every now and then, Kenny throws a pass, and you go, well, crap, that was the best pass he threw all game. I'm still waiting for the ability to say that about a Mitch Trubisky ball, because even when it is a, a ball that you're like, oh, maybe that was the best pass, it was still pretty bad, and you're like, well, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, maybe he should be able to throw a better one than that one, shouldn't he? No, it wasn't great. It, it, it's just... Uh, uh, and, and, and here's here's decent coaching. Tomlin tries to call. He calls his first time out. First and ten. New England has the ball. Two fifty takes down to two forty six. But then Ty Montgomery runs the football. You might remember him, wide receiver turned running back ages ago. It's still bouncing around the league, and he's with New England. And he runs for seventeen. Now it's ticking. You get down to the two minute warning. And Bailey Zappi goes and throws a pass to Montgomery. And it's like, well, thank you for stopping the clock again. It's third down. And they convert it. Exactly eight yards to Hunter Henry. And you're just like, oh, cripes. Landon Roberts gets the sack on Zappi here. You'd use the second time of the timeouts. And then New England um, as uh, bur burns up. Some of the clock goes all the way, ticks it all the way down to 29 before their punter is able to boot it. 51, 51 yards. These are numbers we don't usually see from a certain Steelers punter. Uh, you get to halftime, you're like, is there any hope here? The Steelers get the ball first. Let's see what they end up doing. They end up with the drive that goes, let's see here, 11 plays for 32 yards. 11 plays for 32 yards. There was a no gainer. There somehow got a first down. Then Jalen Warren loses seven yards on a run. And you're like, oh, then Jalen Warren gets it back. And you have a third and 10 where Connor Hayward does his little best uh, track and field impression. 
jumping over and just somehow getting it uh, to the sticks. That's significant, at least, that Connor Hayward knew where the sticks were because there's some other guys that we're going to talk about that do not know where the sticks are, whether they're running or throwing for it. But this ends up finishing off with um, Mitch not finding some of the receivers and getting sacked at the tail end of this. And Presley Harvin boots it 51 yards from the Steelers 49, which ends in a touchback. So he gets a 51-yard punt when you don't need a 51-yard punt. The defense, Elliott starts to heat up. 16-yard run. Uh, there was an offensive holding call here on the Patriots. Zappi, um, he finds uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who actually Elliott, um, a lot of people were happy about Elliott's performance. If you were, you know, if you're a fan of him, we was from the Ohio State University, Brian. We used to watch him a long time ago. Cowboys, everything else. And he had seven catches for 72 yards. That's more. That's where he, that's where he did his damage. That's more than catches and yards than any Steelers receiver had in this game. The leading receiver in this game, Deontay Johnson, had a 25-yard catch for that touchdown, 57, three for 57. He was targeted seven times, and Jalen Warren had four for 29. He ran the ball, Elliott did, for 68. So he was about at, almost at 150 all-purpose yards in this game, touched the ball about 30 times. What happens, we've been saying this for years, for the folks that are our two percenters that we like to say that stick around for the whole show and watch everything we put out. What happens with Steelers running backs touch the ball fewer than somewhere between 20, what is it, 20 to 25 times, I want to say. What is usually the result in those games? They lose. They lose. And Najee Harris has 12 carries in this game. Jalen Warren has seven. They didn't get 25. Mitch scrambles about eight times. The run game this team was averaging 165 a game over their previous five. They end up with 82. Both backs, bad. 2.4 average for Najee and a 1.6 for Jalen Warren. Absolutely miserable. And they knew that they were going to have to do something. It was the same thing we said. What's Bill Belichick going to do? He's going to take away what you do best. Do you run the football? He's not going to let George Pickens near the ball. He's going to dare Mitch Trubisky to throw it. And Mitch... Somehow still completed over 60% of his passes for 190 yards. Don't ask me how any of that happens. 5.4 per attempt. You look at somebody like George Pickens who caught the ball. There, go back to that. Yeah. That's how it happens. 5.4 per attempt. Yes. That's how it happens that he's 60%. He's throwing it five yards. He's dumping it off all the time, right? Because he's he is, he is afraid to go down the field. You know, even, you know, when he doesn't have any choice, doesn't have any choice. But how many times on some of these drives is it dump off pass nowhere near where the first down is going to be? Hope the guy can run and get it or pass short of the sticks. You know, how many times? And that has been consistent with Mitch, even from last year. They, they're the, the, I said this at, at one point on, on the, uh, on the X or the Twitter or whatever it was. This is what you get when this offense plays a good defense. And the Patriots are a good defense. We said that in advance of, of the game. We look bad when we play a good defense because we're bad yeah. at offense. Our offense well, is bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to get there, too. George Pickens, 
Five catches for 19 yards, a 3.8 average per catch. There were catches in this game where I said, what? That, they didn't even gain a yard on that? I, I, like, how, I, I'm, I'm like befuddled. Like, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And this is your top receiver. Let me talk about George Pickens for a second. He's fired up. He feels like at least somebody is. I'm going to say that much. He's animated on the sidelines and people, Steelers fans, get mad about that. At least somebody gives a crap about what the hell's going on out there and may actually try and kick some sense, kick these guys in the rear and get them on board too. Like, you want somebody to take charge and then you bitch that somebody takes charge. Whether Deontay Johnson is saying so, whether Minka has his post-game comments, whether it was Najee before the game, Saying some of it now, some of it sounds passive aggressive. It sounds petty. It sounds like the whole thing's burning down. But some guys are really angry and they're competitors and they're trying to figure out what the hell is happening with this team. It is blown apart at the seams. Yeah, the, the the one the the I think the iconic image of George Pickens in this game is this one. <gasps> right? Yeah, he's standing in the end zone, going, "What more do I have to do? There's no one near me." And you didn't get me the ball, right? And this again, this is this is a a huge failing of Mitch Trubisky. He doesn't easily come off his primary target, right? And when he does, he is just not good at seeing the field. He misses guys who are wide open often. And yes, he was under pressure. And and there were times. Look, I'm not going to say a whole hell of a lot of good about Mitch Trubisky after that game. But he did stand in at times and survey the field and try and find guys here or a there. couple times. Not often, and he got the happy feet, and oftentimes he was throwing off the back foot, and some of those throws just looked like, what the hell and did he do? And the three defenders, dude. As yes. soon as I saw him go where he went with the ball on that one, it's like, oh, my goodness. I saw it happen before it happened. I was hoping if it, it would have hit the ground. Let's jump to this next set of plays. Keanu Benton got dinged in this game, too. Yes. You're just like, oh, my goodness, just how, how much more can happen? Uh, there was a holding penalty on the Patriots, so this ends up uh, Cam Hayward gets a sack on on Zappy, they end up punting uh, 43 yards. That wasn't their best punt. Uh, down to the Steelers 26. The Steelers go three and out from their 33. Presley Harvin. Uh, well, hold on. Trubisky, a five yard pass to Pickens. Najee Harris runs and loses a yard, and then Pickens passes or Trubisky goes to Pickens again for only three yards, and Harvin boots it 36 yards in. There, there's. I'm, I'm trying to still bite my tongue on the Mike Tomlin stuff. Make sure I come back to special teams, uh, because special teams does have something else for us to say as we're getting down. This is why I'm going blow by blow, by blow so I don't forget a whole bunch of stuff. Now, this is the next series where Zappy looks for Juju. He's picked off by Michael Walker. Michael Walker, a linebacker covering a wide receiver. This is a smart place to go. Uh, it gets what gets tipped, gets hit somewhere. Uh, Walker ends up with it. I'm like, holy crap, dude. I actually, I was Make more it. like. Make it tips the ball. Yeah, I was more like slurring. I know some people, if I say, you know, JC, they'll get upset. So I won't say it to fully spell it out. But I'm like, I said that because I want, they needed to score there because I'm just like, oh my goodness. If they, they didn't score on defense, are they? what are they going to do here? Najee Harris runs for a yard. Trubisky, passing complete, doesn't even say the target that he threw it to in the damn game book. That's, um, yeah. 
That's a problem. <laughs> they don't even know he was throwing it to. And then he scrambles up the middle for seven yards short of the sticks because he slides like a damn. Mm. Look, Kenny Pickett gets hurt, laying it all on the line, putting his head straight out there, diving for it. 40-year-old Ben Roethlisberger, arthritis in his freaking bones, stretches out, goes for it. He moves at a snail's pace at this point and gets there for a first down, for a touchdown, for his team, risks his body, and this sissy lays up with the damn baseball slide two yards short of the sticks when you've been gifted the ball in the freaking red zone. I have never been so upset in my life. If there is anything, I understand this is where I'm going to go now because let me, let's finish this out. They, these guys fail to fail to convert on this too. fourth and two. And it's a short right pass to Jalen Warren. Another one of these dump off and hope that they could get something there. I understand you've been running into a brick brick wall of new England Patriots players. There's nothing else that you could do here, but it shouldn't even come to that. Mitch should have right. laid. Mitch should have laid out. I think you're right, dude. I think he was scared. He doesn't want to get hurt. He doesn't want to make like certain mistakes or whatever, but yeah, he'll hurl the ball downfield or he, he was careless with it in other ways. I don't understand it. It's like everything you could do wrong. Everything that can go wrong did somehow. The Steelers get the ball back at 11-yard punt blocked by Miles Killebrew. Redemption. Baby, can they score here? Now, this is where some of the fans have got this wrong. They're talking about, well, should Mike Tomlin have taken the points there? They should have kicked the field goal instead of um, uh, what ended up with the, with the block punt play. Would have been inconsequential here because they would have kicked the ball off. There wouldn't have been a block punt. You don't know what happens after that. Right. So they get some redemption. Okay. Mitch runs the football this time and gets over it. They were on the one yard line. They didn't get it on the first one. They tried some type of pass to Connor Hayward. Uh, Darnell Washington too in this game was getting, not, he was not Mount Washington in this game either in his blocks. I'm going to mention him because, um, Oh no, this was the Connor Hayward. I'm sorry. Connor Hayward trick play. Yeah, was they, very, they tried to have him throw the ball. It yeah. was interesting. Interesting call. I get it. You probably want anybody but Mitch to throw the ball at this point. I'm a hundred percent against that call. Yeah. Cause right? it could have got turned again, over again. It, it, it is. That is not, you desperately need the score. I get it. You're like, what do we do? What do we do? Oh my God. Run the damn ball. <laughs> right. Put Darnell Washington in as a half. I don't care what you do. Figure out a way, man up, and stuff the ball in, right? Don't get cute. It's the problem I've had with Matt Canada. It's the problem I had with Randy Fickner. They get cute. Stop getting cute. Just man up and power the ball in. Mm -hmm. Okay, here you go. They score. Mitch leans over. Two-point conversion. Successful to Pat Fryermuth. They're two yeah. yards out on a two-point conversion, right? Where the where was this play on fourth and two just before like yeah mm, mm, dude I can't because somehow the Steelers get the ball back there's a touchback fifty five yard punt they get the ball back and Mitch Trubisky they go for it on fourth and one they get it they get it 
All right, Steelers in this game, I should mind you, three of 14 on third down, one of three on fourth down. Okay. First of all, you got the play earlier in the quarter where Mitch burns a timeout for no apparent reason. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, it, you know, it's it's probably whatever the reason was, I don't know. But oh. now you've got this play, right? This is the fourth down play where they call a timeout to go for it, Right? Just go for it. If that's what you're doing, what more? Like, that play didn't need a lot of conversation, right? Was it you were just like, oh, I I, I wasn't there, and they didn't really talk about this on the Amazon telecast. Were they going to punt, and they called the timeout? Or were, were they out there lined up? Or were they just didn't know what the hell they were doing? Yeah, yeah. So thank you for bringing this up. Um, there was something going on communication wise where Trubisky kept coming out to the hash hash marks and yeah. Sullivan was out on the field, out in the green. They um, did say at one point they replaced his headgear. Yeah. Something. Okay. Thank you. I did not know that, but that's when the first time out occurred, something happened with that after the Darnell Washington hauled in the one pass and then they get that together and then call whatever garbage from the eight yard line, tried to get to Pat Fryer, the tried to get the Pat Fryer Muth. I don't think it was that good of a pass, but Fryer Muth was mauled. Should have had it. And then they scored, right? So yeah. now we're to the point where they get the ball back and you're right. There's a pass that goes third and five, only goes four yards to Fryer Muth. It's not at the sticks once again. Guys are not running routes to the sticks. Uh, passes are not going to the sticks, whether the passes are leading or behind or whatever that causes this mix up. You had a bunch of bad snaps from Mason Cole once again that didn't help any make anything more fluid with whoever's playing quarterback. And now um, this was one of those passes. You go to George Pickens and you go to George Pickens again, no gain. And then it's an incomplete through Fryermuth's hands. He overthrows him. He has one that goes behind Fryermuth or behind Pickens at some point during some of this too. You're like, hey, it's 21 to 18. They're within three. They're within three. You know what I mean? Let's see. Let's see what these guys could end up doing here. Skip and, ahead to drive 13. Well, we will. We will. Hold on. Fourth and three. Pittsburgh's 38. Christian Coons. My cousin, that's his boy. He sees him all the time. Brad's laughing if he's watching this. Just caught him again at Ross Park Ball today. He's like, guess what? This, this was a total bullshit call. How many times did the Steelers punt before this, Brian? Let's do He does it every time. Hold on a second. How many time how many punts? Let me see possession wise. We got this should One, be two, three, four, five, five, five. There was five punts before this. And yeah. you mean to tell me this is when you call it? You saw the New England player do one of these things, holding his head, knowing that he effed up, and it was totally on him. They huddle together and come up with that. Now, this doesn't cost the Steelers the game because they've already dug themselves a hole. Yeah, that, it didn't. But it doesn't but help. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. This is uh, the, the, the other team makes a mistake, and they're basically rewarded for it an extra five yards. Everybody it, was celebrating this else. on the sideline. Maybe the next drive we have better field position. Yeah. Even even if you know we let's say we don't get another first down, right? But we've got that one instead of kicking from five yards behind, we now have a first down. We gain six four yards. All and the, you know we get the stop from New England if we had to punt. We get the ball back. Who knows? Okay. Maybe we just have better field position. All right. It's a bad call. We all know the refs stink. It didn't cost them the game. And and I want I want 
I want the commenters who keep whining that we are blaming the refs to hear that line. It didn't yeah. cost the refs did not cost the Steelers the game, right? The Steelers cost the Steelers the game. The refs did not. I also because we had we had some comments on the last podcast from I don't know who that was just basically calling us apologists and we will always apologize for Mike Tomlin. I hope you're listening this week <laughs> when we get to the point in the show where we're talking about what the what the title is. <laughs> yeah, it's coming any second here, but I, I did not want to forget that main detail. And now Harvin at least kicks the ball 53 yards. They pin New England. They get, consecutive, they get conservative here, and they run the ball three times with Zeke, and they get stopped. It's fourth to one. They're not going to – they decide and to beat Belichick it. doesn't go for it, right? Yeah. This is this – is, there is no good on. There's no earthly reason that he should not have gone for it there, right? Well, they've been able to move the ball almost any time they'd wanted to, right? Fourth and one. I know. I get it. We're immediately from their in 20, field goal from their range. Twenty-two, and then you end up with a tie game, even if we don't move yeah. the ball. But uh, it's over if they get it, right? Uh, and, uh, essentially, yeah, there's two and a half minutes left in the game. And it, and what else did he have to lose? He's two and eight or 10 or whatever. Yeah. Right? He didn't have anything to lose. I was stunned he didn't go for it. But I, I, get, I get it. it. I get it. All right. He's going to make Mitch Trubisky try and beat you. And yeah. Mitch Trubisky's not because he misses Pat Fryermuth. He does hit Najee Harris. There's a little 14-yard scamper here. He misses Deontay Johnson. He gets Deontay again for eight. Uh, third and two misses George Pickens. Right. Stop right there. Yes. This is this is the key series yes. of the game right here. Third and two. You know you're going for it on fourth down. You know you're going for it on fourth down. <laughs> Take your out and man up and run the damn ball. You needed two yards. Two yards. If you get those two yards, you are close to Boswell's range, and you can tie the game. If you do this dumb throw stuff, which you know hasn't worked, you know Mitch, and then we, you know, so they incomplete. Miss the third and two. It's fourth and two. And every single person in the stadium's head explodes because they go long on fourth and two. And you had Allen Robinson open for the first down on fourth and two. You take the worst low percentage shot you can take, and and this will feed right into what I'm going to say about Tomlin, especially with what he how his response was at the press conference. Even though I know what else is he going to say, right? Yeah, I'm, I, we did a dumb thing. Okay, but fourth and two, and they throw the ball long to Deontay Johnson into multiple coverage, and of course. It's incomplete. Game over. Yeah, and I'm saying they actually got the ball to like out to the 41. We were just talking about the 41, their own 41. What do you need? About 20 yards to you got to get like 20 20 yards, and you can. Uh, it's first and ten from the 41. 20 yards, and you're in Boswell territory. They, they got, had to. They gave the ball up at the 49. Yes. Boswell or the guy in front of me and I was like look this Browns game they couldn't get 20 yards in that game either and it could have been a different result same exact thing can't even get 20 yards 
in the middle of the field where it's a, where it's not even like predictable play calling to be completely honest. I mean, you got everything dialed up in your you've got everything in your back pocket. You got you're north of the 2 minute warning still and you've still got at least the one timeout even though you burned the other ones that you probably exactly. shouldn't have um for the various reasons we mentioned already. And yeah, you dial up this pass that like 2 yard like 2 yards. Like I would have even been okay with the with the Jalen Warren like little dump thing. If third play they ran, ran on the, the ball Knowing they're going to run it on fourth and two, right? Yeah. I, I'm fine with it. Get one yard on third and two. So it's yeah. fourth and one and sneak it. That works more times than not, right? Do that. Because remember, again, it was third and two and they're at the 49. Two more yards puts them at the Patriots 49. Matt's with Brian. I can add a little bit. All right. Yeah, at the Patriots 49, you only have to get maybe five or six or seven yards and you've given Boswell a chance. Yeah, correct. Like, just get the first down, move the chains, and uh. instead they went for whatever cute. Now, that leads off to you're at the end here, and um, the replay official actually saw Elliott down sooner than what it was, and Belichick decides I'm going to punt one more time from the 39, pin the Steelers down to the 13. We don't care about the rest. Yippee, skippy. There's 24 yards Deontay Johnson. There's 21 yards to Allen Robinson and trying to create some Stanford ladder play or whatever. Yeah, you knew Whoever that Stan was never okay. going to work. But first whatever. of all, first of all, I, I'm I'm curious because like over all the years, all we've heard is, is Mike Tomlin is in like the defensive coordinator doesn't get to do their job. Mike Tomlin's fingerprints rubber stamp is all over this defense. Maybe you saw blueprints of that more in the second half, but New England was also sitting pretty comfortable at what 21 10 at halftime. Is that yep. where we were at? And uh, that, that makes a world of difference there. Okay. The defense did better in the second half, but they did also let, Elliot get away with a little more and, and, and Belichick, they got conservative. They're like, we're going to choose some clock. We're going to make them try and beat us. And they got close within that. They did force the turnover when Zappy did have to throw. So, but the first half, they just came out so flat and they just weren't there. And maybe perhaps it was some of these other things I saw, like Patrick Peterson moving into the big slot and making some of those adjustments. And I don't, I don't know who made the adjustments, right? But yeah. you look at, at what happened in the first half, right? And look, it's bad enough that they got two touchdowns. Forget the 11-yard one. That was a gift, right? That was a gift from the Mitch Trubisky gods. Um, but so, you know, you, you gave up two other touchdowns as well. The 75-yard one is a problem, right? But that that one in the 59-yard drive, okay, those were letdowns. But they, but they were doing exactly what we said they were going to do. They were attacking with the tight ends, right? And the tight ends were able to beat these guys in the middle of the field. That, to me, all right, I don't know. I don't know who's doing the prep. I don't know what's going on. But if that's Terrell Austin, somebody decided at the middle of the game, oh, yeah, gosh, the tight end is bad for us. We need to make some changes. Because tight end, I don't think, caught another ball the whole game, right? Um, and if he did, it was a, it was one or two. They did not in the second half, right? This is their drives: punt, interception, punt, punt, punt. That's all they did. The defense did its goddamn job in the second half. All right, it did well enough. The Steelers had six drives to get eleven points, <laughs> and they could yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Actually, um, I could verify. Let's see. 
Hunter Henry. Um, no, nothing in the second half. Nothing. And I'm not. I'm not going to say whether that's Mike Tomlin making an adjustment there. Yeah. Whether it's the group making an well, adjustment there, but they did clean it up, right? They cleaned it up in the second half. It is still a a statement on their preparation that they didn't have it cleaned up from the beginning, right? They had to know that's a weakness. They had to because that's how Arizona beat the crap out of them. They kept going at the tight ends, right? The middle, right? Attacking the weakness. Um, all right. So, yeah. So I accidentally stumbled into that because, like, my other point of that was: then does he does he have like? Do they sit there and they they come up with these plays for third and fourth down, the third and two, and the fourth and two, and it gets called in? Is there any veto power? Does he just give like full influence, even with Sullivan and Faulkner to like? I understand it was a short week. I understand it's a backup quarterback. You're trying to go with plays that everybody knows that who hope can be executed. The one to Pickens should have been executed. Okay. Let's make no bones about that. There were plays left on the field for sure. That's where I say, like, if Kenny plays, those throws are probably made. Kenny's capable of missing plays too. I, I think the ball is even better. That it goes down the field. And I'm actually wondering if Tomlin didn't fall on his sword there and didn't say, well, Mitch went there and we actually drew up. No coach is ever going to say that. And people get tired of Tomlinisms and they get tired of hearing it. And it's like, there's going to be coach speak. So you don't end up, you're not going to throw your players under the bus. You're not going to say anything like dumb about like, oh, Mason Rudolph chance. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine like I'm sitting there and I'm just like, am I, you hated this guy. It's like anybody else, but Trubisky at this point, this is how low this is sunk. Yeah. Mike Tomlin is a stubborn SOB. And some of his traditionalism, it's got to change. Okay. Well, did you see um, the, the 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 blurbs with Ryan Clark? This is a guy who knows Mike Tomlin very well, right? Played for Tomlin, knows Tomlin, understands Mike Tomlin. Okay. Ryan Clark described the way the defense worked for years with Mike Tomlin. You had veteran leadership that you let run the team, get them in the right places, do the things that, you know, not just in the game, but during the week of preparation, you need to be in this room at this time, young man, get your ass over there. You know, you mm -hmm. had people like, you know, you know the people, that, I don't need to go through all the lists of peoples that you had. You had veteran leadership who managed all the younger guys and kept things running. Tomlin's used to that, he's always had that and he doesn't anymore. And and counting on those, you know, the few veteran guys that he has, like Cam and Minka and TJ, maybe it's just the message just isn't being heard anymore. And all of a sudden, it's now got to be Mike Tomlin who says, get your ass into this room at this time. Take this shit seriously. This is your job, right? And, and maybe he's, I just think it's a transition and he hasn't made it yet. It's a different scenario. Now he's got a much younger team. Yeah, let me throw a few items on that. Number one was somebody tried to say, oh, well, the locker room doing this. Yeah, you've got to have some locker room justice. you got to have the players to take charge and be leaders. And they called in and tried to insinuate that Mike Tomlin has no control of the locker room, lost the locker room, all this other stuff. I don't find that to be true. I find it to be, that would be true if you had all the primary pieces in place there, okay? Uh, guys like Jim Miller, Pat Kerwin, guys like that said, hey, we were at training camp. Mike Tomlin, as a coach, he will shame you if you're not where you're supposed to be. He is 
he's a lot harder. He's not the cheerleader, uh, like player coach that everybody tried to make him out to be. Okay. They defended him on that. All right. Number two, uh, the guys that you had that are like Cole Holcomb was a team captain. Uh, Alandon Roberts was a team captain in, in their previous stints and Roberts being hurt. You don't have those guys and they haven't been there long enough, but now you got them hurt. Uh, guys go on injured reserve. They aren't necessarily just sitting there on the sidelines and helping. I know Kenny was up in the press box. Somebody was talking about that too, you know? And it's like, yeah, he just had uh, surgery on his foot. They're not going to have him standing on the sidelines. Where you he don't. can get rolled like, onto, right? Yeah, you know, or just crazy. walking around yeah. casually. Like, you need this guy to be back next, you know, Saturday. Steelers with two Thursday night games this year. A Monday night game. Okay, Monday night. Okay. But then they go and they play on a Saturday. They don't even get the extra full day of recovery. Just stop me with that. And then they go a full week after that, and then they'll eventually catch up and get another one there. But you had to play Blake Martinez 37% of the game. Michael Walker, 44% of the game. Trenton Thompson, 53% of the game. You think any of those three guys knows enough of what they're supposed to be doing, let alone telling everyone else where they need to be in position and where to go? Hell no. Um, and it hasn't been other guys' job like TJ Watt. Maybe if you're doing a little stunt or a shift along the line, Minka, he sees everything back there. He's it's, that's the guy they were looking to lean on. So that's where I was going. Like, you know, how much of this is uh, with Mike Tomlin? How much can he do? I know you've got some things to say, and you're thinking, well, geez, could there be a new coach? Because there's a lot of everybody. We're tired of not winning playoff games. Oh, these winning seasons, they're just not good enough. And it's like, thank God we're not another franchise because you would really be feeling it with the turnover quarterback and head coach. I still think Tomlin's the right guy. The personnel just isn't out there and it isn't coming the way you would expect, even with Pickett. And Pickett will still be there. They're not going to go. They're not going to trade Mike Tomlin. I don't think they're going to fire Mike Tomlin. You think it could be different. We still have four games to figure that out, though. But where I'm sitting at... Is there finally a hot seat for this guy? Well, somebody's looking at it from above. How do you get your house in order? It took you, you were, uh, this is the thing I was going to say about him being traditional, about him being stubborn. He hires his own staff. He would not fire Matt Canada. We said he should have been gone at the bye week. Should have probably been gone before the season even started because you have created a disaster. We understand Kenny Pickett year two. You don't want to create all this new turmoil. You see like Tom watches a lot of football. He's a student in the game. He's not some dope sitting on the sidelines going who the dude doesn't know what's going on. This guy lives and breathes and does this job. And, but his way of sometimes putting the kid gloves on with some of these rookies, you go back to Pickett not being the starter when he was drafted in the first round and doing the Trubisky thing for almost four games last season. And that it's just, it's just snowballed into this. He didn't play Joey Porter Jr. to start. Look at Joey Porter Jr. He's shutting down everybody. He didn't play Keanu Bet. Okay, Keanu Benton sitting behind some guys. A little harder to get him on the field. Broderick Jones, are you kidding me? You moved up to get a left tackle to not play. He's playing right tackle. <coughs> Come on, guys. Now, there's only so much you can count on with draft and free agency. You didn't get the whole offensive line fixed up. There's only so much you can coach up in different places. But there are some things where he's just stubborn. Presley Harvin III should have been out the door a while ago. Yeah, yeah, had two punters make the 53-man roster. That was not by accident. It's because this guy is inconsistent, and this is also hurting the football team. Mitch Trubisky, I understand that Mason Rudolph, it's going to be a little bit longer, Brian. Give me one minute. The Mason Rudolph chance. 
And I'm like, he's never going to pull Mitch Trubisky. It was a short week. He's using these excuses. But guess what? Mason Rudolph's been around for like six years. He's been around for this whole Canada system. And before that, he comes into a game. They didn't win against the Lions, but it wasn't his fault. He threw 50 passes. You had Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth fumble. You had him throw for 300-some yards, drop 300 on the Cleveland Browns when they had like eight starters sitting out. This guy has come in cold and played all right. Does he necessarily win you the game? I don't know. Does he throw some picks? It's possible, but he might actually push the ball downfield in places where people can catch it or at least get the chains moving and give you some semblance to win. Yank Trubisky's ass at halftime, and you leave him in there, and it's just like you get to that point where do you have the confidence that this guy can make this play? You could tell in the post-game press conference. I don't think there's any confidence there. Then why are you sticking with him? When you don't have the confidence in some of these dudes, it's time to make some changes or the change will be made on you or for you. Yeah, look, it, there are four games left in the season, right? And, you know, Ray Fittipaldo was on somebody's show and he made some points that I think are very salient and very wise and very accurate. Um, you know, um, Neil Kulong texted this on Twitter last, last you know, after the game. And it's the statement. It was this. I don't know if Mike Tomlin survives this. This is this is this is uncharted territory when you lose two games in the span of four days to two teams that are two and ten. Right. Art Rooney has has been, you know, is is a different generation. If this was Dan. Right. If this was Dan, no change occurs. Right. You know, he'll get to the end of the year. Dan Rooney would 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 you know look at that and they might they might let him play his contract out. But Ray makes a very good point about this. Mike Tomlin's got a two year this year and next year, right? That's what he's on right now. If if you are gonna keep him, then you have to extend him because you're not gonna let him play out one year because you need a new offensive coordinator. An offensive coordinator's not coming here. Like a good, creative, new offensive quarterback is not coming here when the coach is on, you know, a lame duck contract. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. So Tomlin is either going to get extended in the offseason, right, or he's going to get let go. And that's that. I think those are the only two things that can happen. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, I think Tom Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame level coach. I Absolutely. think he's an excellent football coach. But I am starting to think. Just like with Andy Reid and the Eagles, it is time to make a change, right? And it's not up to me, and it isn't any disrespect to Mike Tomlin. He's been here for, you know, what, 18 years, 17 years? I don't remember how long. It's been forever. And sometimes shit just gets stale, right? And it's time to mess things up and change things up. Okay. If that occurs, that occurs. The thing is, normally this, the way the Steelers operate, I would go no way. But we have a brand new GM who's who did things differently in in the draft, who did things differently in the offseason. Art the second is not Art the first, and he's not Dan, right? I don't know if Art Rooney the second can right now. If let's say they lose out. If they lose oh. out the rest of the season, I think Tomlin's gone. 100% I think he's gone. Because I don't think you can, and it has nothing to do with he now he has a losing record, right? It is these two losses 
that will be the reason that he's gone. Because they could easily have lost these next four games anyway just because of the teams they're playing, right? If Mike Tomlin somehow, because I think the only way they can make the playoffs is to win all four of these next four games. If they go 4-0 and to end the season, right, and end up 11 and, and whatever the number is, 11 and what, 6? <laughs> yeah. Uh, mass with Brian. It's I'm too I'm too ramped up. I can't do mass with Brian right now. <laughs> mass are hard when I'm ramped up. Yeah, and, and we've been going for a while, dude. We're over an hour, yeah. so <laughs> if you go eleven and six, right, and you make the playoffs and you lose or win, I don't think it matters. Then you've got a, a much more difficult decision on your hands, right? If you split these games up and you end up with the winning record again, you know, you're nine and eight or whatever. I don't think that makes I don't think it's good enough. I I honestly think that there is a better than 50-50 chance if the Steelers do not come out of the next four games, four and oh, make the playoffs, that when you get to the end of this season, Art Rooney just goes, It's time to make a change. And it's very valid with two two win teams. They should have had this in the bag, and they were thinking that before they ever foot in the stadium and that's the reason why maybe they lose it i'm i'm only leaning the other way because you could say well you got mitch trubisky or you know but still your head coach is making the decision this is the guy you're riding with and after that performance we know last year tomlin was thinking and he had shared starting reps in practice with mason rudolph for that carolina panthers game it was only one game that Mitch ends up playing and they just ran the hell out of the football. Now they're going to play. They got the Colts up next. Uh, three or four are on the road. Um, they're winnable games. Uh, they've beaten Baltimore already. They've beaten Baltimore in Baltimore. If Kenny's yeah. back, they have a shot. If Mitch is playing that game, they're losing. No, right? no, no, no chance in hell. And I mean, the Colts are playing some inspired football. They're without Jonathan Taylor. Right. Okay. Um, and, and it's, they, it's porn stash Gardner Minshew, right? I get and, and it's capable of anything. Yeah. If you put a little bit on that guy, their offensive line's been playing better. I don't think anybody was looking at on their bingo card entering the season that three AFC South teams could potentially make the postseason. Okay. But let's look at this Indianapolis game. TJ's in concussion protocol. Yeah. Highsmith is in concussion protocol. If if neither of them is available to go, oh geez, dude, yeah, we still got a week though. We still got a week, so we'll, just, but you've but seen it take longer than that to get out of concussion. I know, I know, I know, I know, and I don't, I don't want to go there necessarily yet. It was just, it was just like a, an overview. I'm looking at it if they're healthy enough or whatever. Uh, I still don't think they'd have Kenny back for the last home game against Cincinnati. No, I think it's Cincinnati. I mean, Jake Browning played well. Uh, there's so many backup quarterbacks playing in the NFL right now. It's just, it's ludicrous too. And then they go to Seattle. Seattle's had their own problems. They've cooled off. Anything's possible. And then you've got Baltimore and depends what they're playing for. Mike Tomlin has the knack to get guys to play up and finish had, out strong for the season. Knack. Let's just... He has yeah. demonstrated the ability it- to win games when you don't expect him to be able to win games. Just go back to the Mason Duck Hodges season. He has demonstrated the ability to win games with subpar talent. He is going to have to win with subpar talent, and he's going to have to win with no, you know, no net. He he has there is no net here in my mind. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just telling you, I you know, 10, 10 and eight is a halfway decent record. It might even get them in the playoffs or 10 as a seven, wild card, yeah. a low seated wild card. But I don't think that's going to end up being good enough. I also don't. I, I just don't. Um, I think they have to win out. They have to. He has to. He has to take away the taste of these two games in the next four games. Otherwise, I I think Art Rooney is still going to be chewing on this. This is it, this is just I can't overstate how bad this is. To, to well, yeah, that's in that the point. Short span. It's not just that they lost; it's the fashion of which they lost, which was and the, who I, they I, lost. The professor said it. Yeah, or professor said it in the back rooms. He goes, you know, I could I could handle losing. I can't handle playing bad football, and it, it's been bad football. It so, is, I mean, it's this is like throwing up in your mouth, swallowing it, throwing up again, and swallowing it. And now you've got you just got that hanging around in your mouth because you don't have a toothbrush and you can't and there's no mouthwash handy and you don't you just stick in here and you just it's just in your mouth and that's the way Art Rooney has to be feeling. Yeah, and I know some people will say who's the next guy, this, that, and the other thing. Hey, hire Brian Flores back. I mean, I oh, wish they would have never. I mean, let him I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it'll no matter what matter. happens, it won't be who we think it is. <laughs> no. Like, look how they found Cower was a special teams guy yeah. and Tomlin was a defensive coordinator. And, you know, uh, in fact, everyone thought Ken Hell, Wisenhut was going to be the next. Ryan Day. I mean. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. There's enough going on there in the college ranks. And then Harbaugh, look at, like, they're looking to extend him for however much money. And uh, right before that even came out, everybody was talking about, like, how um, he was going to be looking to go to the pros because of the scandal and things like that over there at, uh, you know what, uh, that university up North. But anyways, I think we need to put a bow on this a little bit of a longer one. Cause I don't know what we have at the beginning of the week. I was going to have a special guest. Some people, two percenters will laugh about this, but, uh, book author, uh, John Harris and the Tomlin book. We may be putting that on hold just because we don't want you trolls spoiling it all. Uh, these nice folks that are out there in this great book, you're going to need to cool off from these terrible yes. losses before we even consider maybe, um, I, I, I don't want to put, don't I don't want to put a book author in a bad position to that, to that kind of, uh, yeah, I don't want to put, I don't want to put John in a bad position because everyone's going to bitch about the coach. If you'd yeah. like to have if, if for those of you that are out there and are listening, watching wherever you may be. Thank you, by the way, for supporting still city underground podcast. We were going a little long today, but, uh, I, look, if you'd like, if you'd like to talk, if you'd like to hear from John and I'll have him on the show, but I, I just afraid there's too many internet trolls that are going to be talking, you know, garbage. I, and I, this guy doesn't deserve it. I, I need to, for you two percenters, one percenters, half percenters, quarter percenters, even for you guys who just were, I needed this. I needed this. I needed to get this crap off my chest. Uh, I honestly, so thank, I, thank you for I thank thought, you for being my therapy session. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be a lot more heated, and you may have seen me getting on the brink of about as hot as you'll ever get me. That game, I'll tell you what, Mitch just pulling up on that play, that was the one that really pissed me off even more. Then uh, at least they didn't go like I was I was looking for the shotgun run play and they, they corrected that uh, for the most part. Uh, they were getting nausea or trying to get them downhill. They just weren't going to be able to do this. The Patriots, they had to be able to throw the ball. And I just don't know, like Tomlin just it's just so stubborn with the coaching decisions, whether that's his own staff, whether that's the guys he plays. There was like some type of report. I don't know when to believe Jerry Dulac, but I'm on the 
I'm hedging towards like one out of every 10 things he says ends up being true. I don't know who he talks to behind the scene there, but they were talking about benching Kenny. And I'm like, the only reason you're going to bench Kenny is because he's been banged up and he just can't, maybe he can't get the throwing mechanics right. I mean, I've watched Mitch just like he hops off his back feet and just the the things it's straight. It's just, it's bizarre, man. It's, it's painful to watch because there's there can't, if we feel that way, that was what somebody just said earlier about George Pickens. And it's like, if we feel the way we do, what do you think they feel like on the field? Like, where's the confidence at behind him? And when they were going into that whole off season and they ended up signing Trubisky, which I didn't like, but he was the best of the worst that were available because it was not a strong free agent class whatsoever. And then there was also um, the draft and it wasn't the strongest draft class available. And I said, okay, but there was nobody that really had a vote of confidence for Mason Rudolph. And that's just kind of one of the reasons they bring him back enough because there's emergency quarterback. They feel he can maybe do whatever, but Tomlin did this before with Michael Vick. Yeah. You had Bruce Gradkowski was the backup quarterback in training camp and go two weeks in or something. And he, he gets hurt and they sign a veteran quarterback in Michael Vick. It's the last year he will play in the NFL. He was 36 years of age and they bring him in to be the backup over Landry Jones. Tomlin's just like, well, I had developed this guy and everything. And you remember back then I was like, Hey, Landry doesn't look to have too bad. I think he can run the offense, like the preseason games. Like I know there was one, he threw four picks like early in his career. And it was like three of those were tipped balls off of guys that are, you know, ha- are strong afterthoughts when it comes to NFL playing careers. Right. And it took Michael Vick. They, they end up eking out a victory with the chargers or whatever, the long pass the, uh, Marcus Wheaton, Le'Veon Bell, maybe a questionable block by Rosie Nix or whoever. They end up winning on the road, and then they come home and they play Arizona. Same kind of thing. Arizona was not a strong team at this point, and it was like, what, 2015 season, and Vic ends up pulling a hammy or whatever it is, and they finally play Landry, and Landry comes out there, and he starts, and th- th- this team had Martavis Bryant. This team had Antonio Brown, and Michael Vick couldn't find any of these guys, and I feel like it's the same thing all over again, and I I was like, what does it take to get Mitch Trubisky off the field just so we could see if Mason could connect some passes? There are some people that are out there, and I think it's even bold coming from my standpoint of having defended him over the years. Next franchise quarterback, whatever. Anybody could surprise you. Brock Purdy came out there and surprised you. The problem is Brock Purdy has Kyle Shanahan as his coach, okay? Um, just not the same. You make a system, and then you got some wise offensive minds. Well, yeah, Tomlin, you got Christian not McCaffrey an and Debo Samuels, and I mean, oh you, yeah, you've got some real dudes too. Anyway, and their line. Let me, let me, yeah, let me just say this, and because this will, there are people who give me crap in the comments about not, you know not supporting Mason and and whatnot. Mitch is terrible, right? Mitch is just flat out terrible. I will take Mason over Mitch in a heartbeat right now. Um, and I, it's not because I think Mitch, that I think Mason is going to be the be all end all I've seen Mason and I've seen that story and I've seen him be both good and terrible. I have said all along, he is a quality backup quarterback. Here's what I used to say. So is Mitch, but he's not, he's not a quality backup quarterback. He is barely a third string quarterback. I don't know that I'd sign Mitch Trubisky to my practice squad at this point. So, yeah, give me Mason Rudolph. Give me Mason Rudolph, not because I think Mason Rudolph is is great, but I think he has to be no worse than than Mitch Trubisky, right? 
and let's just see what happens. I don't think I, to be honest with you, you're less, you're talking about, okay, well, you had Mertavis and he had Antonio and we got Pickens and we got Fryermuth and we got Deontay. We don't have an offense that knows how to run those guys open. Right. So yeah. I'm still not convinced that Mitch is going to be successful because it, as we've been saying, it's still <laughs> Matt Canada's offense, but I'd rather give him the shot and see what happens than put Mitch Trubisky back out there for another 30 seconds. Yeah, Mason, 2019, when he got thrown in there and he was playing with the likes of guys like Johnny Holton, even Jones, or um, uh, Deion Kane pulled from a practice squad somewhere, Kareth White, Tony Brooks, James, or whatever, Benny Snell, because John, uh, James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster were hurt. Deontay was in his rookie year. He also got kind of banged up. People are going to say, I, I made a tweet about this, and somebody said, well, uh, Mason got benched or whatever. And, you know, he wasn't completing 60% of his passes all his games. He came back from a concussion where he got cracked by Earl Thomas in that Baltimore Ravens game and then had gotten benched, um, was probably still rattled from the incident with Miles Garrett and getting slammed in the head with his own helmet. He did come back in in the Jets game, throws a touchdown, but broke his collarbone in the process. He had four games that year where he threw for over 200 yards. His high was was 251. He had four games with four t- or with two touchdown passes a piece in them. And of the let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten appearances, he only had one game he did not throw a touchdown pass in, and he was playing with guys that were far less talented. In the names that you had just mentioned, uh, he didn't have a very full, uh, he didn't really, he had the one game against Cleveland where he went 22 with 39, 315 with two touchdowns and an interception without all the starters against Cleveland Browns final week of 2020. And really just uh, uh, the Detroit Lions game I mentioned, 30 of 50, 242 uh, touchdown and a pick back in 2021. So he hasn't, t- he hasn't thrown a pass all of last year and he hasn't thrown a pass this year either. And I know that could be some of the hesitancy um, as far as the hot seat thing, Brian, you could close up some more of this. I know, you know what, we're going to let this roll and we're just not going to worry about something earlier <laughs> next week. Um, the guys that run de- things differently and you got Andy Weidel to come over from Philadelphia, Philadelphia, they canned Andy Reed, but it wasn't like instant success either. They had to move on some different coaches. You yep. remember they used all those picks for Carson Wentz. Yep. Uh, they just so happened to create some controversy by getting Jalen Hurts. Nobody actually knew if Jalen Hurts was going to be any good. They fired Doug Peterson, who did get them a chip, and then went with uh, Nick Sirianni. Um, so there, there's been, there was a lot of, like, um, what do you want to say, quick reactions, quick moves and stuff that were in the process of getting the Eagles to where they are right now. And they may still have some of their own issues in that too, but they're doing, they're doing far better than the Steelers are at this point. Well, yeah. I uh, get criticized. I them. mean, you know, people say it all the time. Oh, somebody will snap Mike Tomlin up. They very well might. And they probably should. He is a better football coach than a lot of the coaches that are out there. Somebody probably will snap him up if he wants to be right. Remember, he has now been doing this for 17 years. And just like Bill Cower, who said, you know what? I'm tired of this. I got kids. I want to see them do stuff. I want to go spend time with my daughters. Who knows what Mike Tomlin actually wants to do if this ride were to end, right? You know, I I would I am not it's not out of the spectrum of reality. I, you know, it's only happened maybe what once or twice. I don't know how often. Where they could try and trade him, Mike Tom. If you're not going to renew him, right? If you're not, if if your options are we're going to let him go, or we're going to, you know, keep him. If you're not going to do that, right? If you're not going to keep him, 
Sure, shop it. See if somebody's interested. See if somebody will give you something for Mike Tomlin. And then you can make a trade. But again, Mike Tomlin has to be willing to go, right? <laughs> it's not It's not the same as with players, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, it just isn't exactly the same. Mike Tomlin can just be like, yeah, I don't think so. I'm not interested. Sorry, guys. You don't want to keep me? It's cool. I'm going to retire. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm not going to coach, you know, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or wherever. I'm not going to, I'm not going there, wherever it is. Um, and, you know, so I, I, I don't think anything is out of the realm of possibility yet, but if nothing is going to, let's be clear, nothing is going to change for the next four games, right? Oh, no, nothing, no, no, no. Mike no, no. That's... not going to be let go mid season. He very well could be let go at the end of this season, but not mid season. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this too, and it's not like Sean Payton. Sean Payton retired, still under contract. Yes. So for him to go somewhere else, that necessitated compensation to the team that owned his contract. That's a lot different than just shoving someone out. It's it's almost unprecedented. I know John Gruden had happened before, as well. I mean, it has um, to be a mutual thing. Like Tomlin has to yeah. be like, yeah, I want to go there. That sounds like a great opportunity for me. I loved it here, but I'm, you know, I'm in. I'm so I'm all I'm all in to go to you know L.A. or uh, not, not the Raiders. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm all uh, in the, to go wherever. Those I'm L.A. Go. spots. Those L.A. spots. You look at Brandon Staley, and I don't know. Uh, is Antonio Pierce over with the Raiders? He might actually. Raiders should have kept that Rich Versace. Um, that guy, special teams coach. They should have done that instead of like the jo jo uh, Josh McDaniels, you know, yep. clown show that's going on. Uh, that guy had all the respect, not McDaniels, but uh, I can't sp say his name properly, but Rich. He had all the respect for people. He'd been in the league for so many years and people were happy. And the same thing with Pierce. Pierce seems to, he inspires his players. That It's not a talented roster. A lot of people, this was the thing that came through too. Mike Tomlin, uh, he has all of these talented players. And then one of these callers, the same caller, he's like, he can't develop players. And they were like, well, wait, which is it? If they're talented, how would you know if you can't develop them? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know. Maybe they just, maybe they really do just stink and they're not good. There's a lot of times we've had the wool pulled over our eyes and thought the players were going to amount to more than they, uh, than they well, end up let's, amounting let's to. Let's be honest and fair. We have, we wear black and gold binders. All of us, mm -hmm. all the, every fan out there is like, oh, we drafted a seventh round draft pick. He'll be a hall of famer. Right. I mean, we we hear it too often. This guy's going to be he's the best. If, if, if you just did this, he would be so awesome. Put him in. No, there's a reason that they don't. <laughs> no, not every guy. It's not. Look, it's not a magic uniform. Right. It feels like it to us, but it's not. Let's be real. It's not a magic uniform. You don't put on the black and gold and suddenly play at a Hall of Fame level. If you're bad, you're just bad. Yeah. Hey, let's let's bring up something else real here, too. They're not going to tank to draft another oh, quarterback. Yeah, they're and not, not going to, and they're not going to be within earshot. You've got how many teams that have ten losses already? Then the Steelers to get to ten losses do have to lose all four games. Some of these other teams will lose more than ten, including the New England Patriots that just won. Uh, you have Washington sitting at four and nine. The Giants at four and eight. The Bears at four and eight. Carolina's at one and eleven. Arizona's at three and ten. Um, probably at best, you're looking at it right now. 
let's see, uh, the Bears have Carolina's picked number one overall. They'll be p- probably picking twice in the top five and maybe moving on from Justin Fields, possibly. And I know people are going to want to get somebody else's trash. They think it's somebody else's treasure. How often has that ever happened where a quarterback leaves one team and is actually good with another? How many times? I mean, somebody said Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was already Tom Brady. I mean, that's yeah. Peyton Manning was already here's, Peyton here's Manning. We're talking about somebody who wasn't already somebody who wasn't already good all of a sudden becoming great in a different uniform. It doesn't happen. All right. I'm just letting you know. New England is at the number two pick. What? There is as much chance that Bill Belichick trades out of that pick as there is that he picks somebody. And there is as much chance that if he picks somebody, they will be a bust. He's not good at num- at first-round picks. He has never been good at first-round picks. Uh, here or there, I want to say somebody like Patrick Chung. Um, what, like... Um... Maybe Richard Seymour, Ty Law, somebody like that. Like I, I have to go look at their order, but they have just as many ones that don't work out too. Uh, it's usually their second round picks. I, ironically, we say that about the Steelers too. So, but yeah, that's what I'm looking at. And it's like, okay, Arizona, they have a different staff and stuff. Kyler Murray might be a guy. Washington, you think they want Sam Howell? Uh, the Bears are back on the clock again. The Jets is Aaron Rodgers going to return? The Zach Wilson experiment. The Jets have been through this ringer a few times. Yep. The Giants have Daniel Jones. Is that the guy they're hitching to? Is Will Levis the guy with Tennessee? New Orleans. They got you know went the free agent path with their car. Tampa. Right uh, the Steelers are all the way down currently at 18. 18th. All right. So just- they're still behind. Okay. So Denver's probably okay. Chargers are okay. Raiders might need somebody. Uh, sorry, I read that backwards. Forget Bills all are all right. Look at the teams that they may actually get ahead of. All right, Buffalo could get ahead of them. Right, they could they could end up being ahead because Buffalo could 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 turn around. Okay, Seattle yeah. could do well. The Rams have been playing better. Um, forget the Bengals. I don't. I think the Bengals will stay ahead of them, <laughs> uh-huh. even despite uh-huh. that nice game that they had. Yeah, um, but Atlanta Atlanta's behind them right now, and I think Atlanta ends up falling too. Yeah. And um, let's see, Cleveland, Houston has one of Cleveland's picks. Cleveland, it will be interesting to see how they finish up with their backups. Here's so, the thing. I don't think that they even have a chance of, even if they lose out, of sniffing the top 10. And then what will it take to get into that top 10? They, You're yeah. sacrificing everything. Yeah. You're sacrificing everything. And I just, uh, I, I don't see, and for what? This is where the difference was with taking Kenny Pickett and the people that, don't like Kenny Picker. They were against that move. They paid nothing extra to, to get a look. And it's a guy that shares the same facilities that they saw every day and had a better pulse on than probably anyone else in the league. Does Kenny last? If it goes, it, they could say, oh, he was a second round pick, a third round pick. I don't think he falls that far into that draft anyways. That's a conversation for a whole other day. But there, there's just never any guarantee. We've gone through the first round quarterbacks list how many times and I could definitely do it again. There's been so many over the years. Let's see. How many years do you want to go back? Kenny's going to be Kenny's in year two. Well, I, I, if- I will. I mean, I told you the year that they picked Kenny Pickett, I felt it was a historically bad quarterback grouping, but yeah. Okay. So two, a couple of years ago, unless you get the guy, it's a bona fide number one overall. Usually we've said it over the years, the Peyton Mannings. Okay. Joe Burrow, right? Those guys tend to work out. They're just so even Trevor Lawrence, for that matter, I think still has that path to be there. 
But you had Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert throws the balls everywhere, but they don't win games for however many other reasons other than maybe quarterback. And he's definitely got the talent around him. But I look at Kenny almost like I looked at Tua. He railed a lot, couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay on the field. Steelers are in a position where they might get a new offensive brain in here. Maybe something will change with that. Um, who else is in this list? Probably not anybody. Uh, Jordan Love. How long did it take Jordan Love to get on the field too? So he was seasoning for a while. He's had his ups and downs. He's been playing well recently. You go back. Let me see. I'll look at 2019 and maybe even 2018 going back to Mason Rudolph. But you go back that far and people are talking about why didn't they have Ben successor? They didn't plan. But get out of here. Like it just wasn't going to happen that way. So Kyler Murray, number one overall. Uh, Daniel Jones. Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, but his path was pretty much, he was almost out of the league to begin with. That was Those were your top guys. And then, Drew, I mean, I love Dwayne Haskins, but he was overdrafted. Yeah, Drew Locke in the second round to the Denver Broncos have been trying to get this right for ever since Peyton Manning left, and they had had Brock Osweiler in place, and that didn't work out. Then that guy even came back. They drafted Paxton Lynch, Drew Locke. They've tried, like, every, everything. They had Joe Flacco there for a while. Here's um, the thing. Like, guy that was in Minnesota, there's so many. Go back to even what I said. The year they drafted Kenny, I said, no, don't draft Kenny. Wait next year and try and draft CJ, right? That's what I said, right? But let's say they didn't draft Kenny and they, they just have Mitch all year. Are they still going to lose enough games to get CJ? No, they weren't. They were not going to be one or two, right? They just weren't. Uh, and Not with what Arizona did, or I'm sorry, not Arizona, but Arizona traded out. Yeah. And gave the Texans. The Texans did the whole draft day movie. Yeah, with the two and th- picks two and three. Bryce Young was gone, and CJ was gone. CJ Stroud, of course, and then Anthony Richardson. We don't know. Was looking like you know, uh, chiseled like a Greek god. His his story still to TBD because he didn't get to play uh, much this year. So. Yeah, and there's still people that are questioning, you know, the Josh Allen's of the world. You had Baker Mayfield. You had Sam Darnold that went. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, people will still say Lamar's a running back. You just never know. So we're really long-winded and off to a lot of paths. But this sends people into some, like, just crazy full moon type of shit. Like, they will talk about everything from trading Mike Tomlin to tanking for a quarterback. More than likely, and people are going to be like, so if, let's just say this. Mike Tomlin's the coach. Let's say... Next year, and Kenny Pickett's the quarterback next year. What's it going to take to get there? I think Mike Tomlin's got to win. I don't even think he could split these two games. Uh, going, what, what's the record right now? Uh, seven and six. Seven and six. So, so they would be nine and eight. It would be above 500, and everybody would be PO'd again. And, right? and they'd be out of the playoffs. I don't think they make it at nine and eight. Yeah, and they might know that as fast as the next to last game, Seattle and Baltimore, do they bring Kenny, they even bother bringing Kenny back. And now you got the big question mark of who's Kenny as a player. He, his stats are just, you know, they're not up there. And I think they would ride with Kenny into next season, but I think both have to show it's, us something. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Kenny is around. Ne- I, don't, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback next year. And one of the reasons I don't I think, think they're going to draft a quarterback next year is because I don't think they're going to be in a position to draft a quarterback next year. Even yes. if they lose out, I don't think they're in a position to draft. Oh, a quarterback. but get somebody in the third round that you're going to develop, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And who's that end up being? Yeah. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Um, <laughs> but I, so I think that there's a shot that it's Kenny. Well, not even a shot. I'm, I will call the shot that Kenny's the quarterback next year. Okay. Cause I think Kenny plays out his rookie deal as the quarterback. Now, 
The real question is, who's his head coach going to be and who's his offensive coordinator going to be? And if it's Tomlin, they still have to get an, off an OC, right? Because if it's, if it's Tomlin, then it's going to be Tomlin for longer than just next year, right? Because that's the only way they're going to get a, a, an OC to come here, right? Fine. I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm against that, to be very, very frank, because you get next year to then really determine who Kenny is, what Kenny is, whether he's the guy. If they go four and 13 next year with Kenny Pickett, guess what? Then they draft a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's why I say he's still got another year. Yeah. The cost of getting that quarterback and, you know, the people that might be free agents, I think is still like a band aid on something like that too. People um, forget. I will look at that real. I'm going to look at that real quick too. I need to pull up the list of people who forget what it takes to get a, a top tier quarterback in the draft. It is not, Oh yeah, we can have a sub. You have to suck so bad, right. To get up there. And, and you all, all Steelers fans prepare yourself you have to live through like a one and 16 or two and 15 season to, to have the shot at getting one of those guys, right? It, you can't give away everything else to do it. You have to live through that kind of a season. Yeah. And right now you're not going to. So. All right. Final thought, Brian, here's the free agent class pending any moves and people returning to teams next year. Kirk Cousins, age 36. If not, not interested in Kirk, unless Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Unless Kirk Cousins is willing to, to make a lot less money than he's been making, I don't want him. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill. No. Also 36. Out. Absolutely out. Jacoby Brissett. Out. Terod Taylor. What? <laughs> Marcus Mariota. No way. Sam Darnold, Drew no, Locke, no, Baker Mayfield, no, Jameis Winston, no, age 30, Gardner Minshew, no, no, we don't need Teddy Bridgewater, star. Tyler Huntley, Josh Dobbs, and now you're getting into Easton Stick, Nate Sudfield, Blaine Gabbert, Carson Wentz, Brandon Allen, Kyle Allen, Trevor Simeon, A.J. McCarron, Josh Johnson, Nathan Peterman, Mason Rudolph, etc., 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 etc. Stop saying names of really terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, there's really who's available unless somebody else gets cut. I don't think you're ever jumping at any of the any of these guys. Look, it's Kirk. At out of that, that list, the only one I would say, if you've decided to give up on Kenny, the only one you're trying out there is Kirk Cousins. Right? And for how long do you have but him you, for? Realistically? Again, that's a year, maybe two, that you've got Kirk yeah. Cousins. And that's just not the Steelers' M.O. They're not looking at that point to do that, right? Um, and are they going to be – they're not going to dump their rookie deal quarterback to go pay somebody $40 million a year for two years. Forget it. Yep, and most of the other guys that people think are going to dump won't even be available for the free agent class or free agency until the following year. Guys like, you know, Jordan Love. Even Zach Wilson, for that matter, Trey Lance, Tua. And these are just guys that haven't been. Some of these guys will get well, longer deals, Tua's like Tua will. Get a deal. Yeah, Jordan Justin Love, Fields. Based on the way he's playing, is going to get a deal. So forget those. Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Like, it's just, that's, it, it's. Please not Doughboy. Okay, oh. folks, that 
that'll do it for us. Yeah. I think we've given enough where people can pause and hopefully come back. And it's not, hopefully, we didn't mean to be too long of a show. I actually only wanted to do about half of this today. But hey, we get a mini buy and we'll be back around to you. Terry will be up next with the WTF. Don't forget, for those of you who do uh, like to read, a good, um, good gift, maybe stocking stuffer. Uh, for the people who aren't too fickle of a fan and do want to read the book about uh, Mike Tomlin, forward by Tony Dungy. Oh, man, there's some... I'm looking I, forward I, I, to if, it. If only I could tell you... I am, too. If only I could tell you some of the takes I heard on the radio. I heard people that were like, they should have never even hired Tomlin as a coach. And, uh, you know, here's the other one. I got to say this real quick. There's an article It's quite several years old. It's like I have to pull it out every summer about Mike Tomlin winning with Bill Cowher's players. About maybe, what did I say? About eight of them on that first Super Bowl. There were three years between teams before Tomlin got to the Super Bowl. And there were guys like Lawrence Timmons and Lamar Woodley that never played one down of football. They weren't even in the NFL yet, let alone played for Bill Cowher. San Antonio Holmes, who was a rookie on the team that had the Super Bowl hangover when Bill retired. People tend to forget that Bill was also a sixth seed and had to win all those games on the road. And you had the shoelace tackle by Ben Roethlisberger with the Bettis fumble and things had to go your way. Right. And it took Bill how many years to win a Super Bowl? What, like 15 years? And he got the one and he lost some AFC title games and he was bested by Bill Belichick in the past too. And so those things drive me crazy because you look at the roster, even look at the roster three years ago for the Steelers and you still have Ben as a starter. You still have Marquise Pouncey and you still have David DeCastro and it's a lot different. You have Bud Dupree. It's a lot different. The three years is a lot of time in the NFL. Very long. Time. And it, that drives me crazy. And the and, one, somebody tweeted this out and I agree with it. If you, if you're going to bad mouth Mike Tomlin, you better not say Bill Cowher was a great coach. Because their records are just eerily similar, and they're, and they're Hall of Fame coaches. They're both Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame coaches. Yep. Um. It, it, they just are. It, they just are. And they and uh, you know the playoff record gets pulled out a lot with with Tomlin. There's only how many playoff games do you have total? You have seven teams that make it, so you have six games on the opening weekend. So only six teams are going to win. Six coaches are going to win for sure that weekend. That's the minimum. Six coaches are going to win. Then you got the two teams that enter with the buys. They could win a maximum of eight coaches are going to win a playoff game this year. That's a quarter of the NFL. The record looks worse because Tomlin made the playoffs and didn't win. Guess who else also had that? Had that same thing. Choke artist Andy Reid and the guy who did the forward on the book, Tony Dungy. Always considered along with Peyton Manning to be choke artists. That'll do it for us. My name's Joe. Brian. Thank you for joining me on the weekend and getting this, uh, banging this one out. Um, man, it's, I just hope that it's not bad football. We have to watch going forward. There's a lot to chew on here and we'll probably be bringing up a lot of these same points in the near future as well. So thanks for joining us folks. If you listen to this far, we appreciate you and we'll catch you for the pregame Terry show in the middle of the week. And then the pregame for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, later on next week. Until then, my name's Joe. His name's Brian. We encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 